0: welcome to the review crew
1: with Fran and Emma what's up reviewers it's your co-host Fran toddler mom millennial maker mm. uh co-host of this podcast the review crew
0: and it's Emma aspiring minimalist new yorker uh friend of Fran
1: <laughs> the highest title <laughs>
0: so now you're a toddler mom
1: i like that evolution well i was thinking about it when i was as i was saying it the last time we were recording i was like can i even say that i'm a baby mom because she's a big ass toddler now and i was like sad and then i was like <laughs> i gotta embrace the toddler mom yeah um because it's a whole it's a whole new ball game when she's toddling which she has harder. been for quite a while um baby. it is and it isn't it's interesting because like the newborn and the infant period are very like uniquely physically exhausting and demanding Mm. um which isn't to say like I mean I talk constantly about having interrupted sleep not getting enough sleep with her but it's not the same as having to wake up every hour (laughs) throughout the night yeah (laughs) and just like in the fact of like basically especially if you're um breastfeeding of like that sort of physical demand on your body at all times although even if you're not breastfeeding their dem- their physical demands of your body are still really high because they just want to be in need to be held constantly whereas like now that she's a toddler which is its own challenge because she's like falling off of chairs and like <laughs> destroying things constantly but like it also she is she has a farther range away from me and doesn't like have so many demands on my physical person yeah yeah so it's it's just every phase is its own its own unique challenge but you know what is also cool about toddler phase versus infant phase what we um this is where I'm coming in so I'm feeling pretty good this morning um woke up a little bit ago having my coffee but last night we had friends over who I like most of them. I hadn't seen since before the pandemic and even then like not like recently Mm -hmm. Um, but like friends that I went to junior college with um, we saw a bunch of them had them over last night and Sylvia is like she's always been very social even since she was a tiny baby when you're social Mm -hmm. as a tiny baby you just need to be passed around and then I also have to be whipping my tit out all the time Mm -hmm. which was like fine but also like sometimes I don't want to be covered in milk in front of a bunch of people, because you know mm-hmm. sometimes she nurses good, and sometimes she's like, "What if I nurse?" And then because I'm so social, I like pop off of your boob to show your nipple to everyone and laugh <laughs> as I get sprayed in the face with milk and soaky with milk. Like that was her classic move, very classic <laughs> baby move. Um, <clears throat> so instead of that, she just like like she was shy at first as people were getting here, and then she just was like running around and sh- playing with them and like wanting to interact with them and showing them her like toys
0: oh it was like
1: super cute and i could just like and she just like yeah like ran around and did that for a long time she stayed up we let her stay up late she didn't go to bed till like 8 30 um and she just was like very jovial and friendly because she's like at an age where she can be a little social butterfly i love that for her i'm yawning i love yeah. that
0: because she is a social babe mm-hmm. and i love that i know and, and I it's want to so hang funny. out with
1: her yeah I want you to hang out with her, too. But, yeah, like, Steven and I, Matt, like, I feel like we're pretty, I'm much, I mean, I've I've talked about this on the pod with my conversion to being an extrovert. Like, I'm much more social now than I ever was. But both of us were very, very introverted as kids yeah. and are still somewhat introverted now. And it's, like, very interesting to have this baby who's just, like, wants to talk to everybody. Cute. That's I love that. Cute. How are you? How are you this morning? Okay. I'm feeling, um
0: mixed this morning I'll let Mm. everybody
1: know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so on the
0: one hand my right ovary Mm -hmm. has been not hurting this morning I'm knocking on wood because I'm like I need to tell everybody that for okay this is now we're five days past our third Mm -hmm. IUI days three and four past the IUI Mm -hmm. my right ovary literally felt like somebody took it and stomped it under a boot Oh, and then, God. like, put it back inside my body. Like, it, it was such a weird and painful feeling and so unexpected because yeah. I've had, like, two other IUIs. So I was not expecting this at all, at all, mm-hmm. at all. Um, I've reached out to my doctor multiple times. Mm-hmm. And what I can mm, decipher is that basically because for some reason my body, like, decided to make, like, six follicles on that one ovary this mm-hmm. month instead of the normal one. Mm -hmm. or a maximum of two on the medication that I'm on, decided to make six. And so that's a lot. And then when you ovulate them, all of that, it hurts. It hurts Mm -hmm. and it like releases a bunch of fluid into your like abdomen and stuff, which Mm. makes it feel like irritated. So I wasn't expecting that because nobody on my medical team like gave me a heads up. Like, hey, you're probably gonna experience some discomfort for, you know, upwards of a week yeah what the Uh, fuck no one gave me a heads up about that so I was just absolutely freaking out like what's going on what's going on why am I in pain um but I am absolutely so 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 stoked that I woke up this morning and I feel like it's really not hurting that bad anymore dude yes so good then on the other hand I do have one swollen lymph node in the back of my head and I Mm -hmm. did have to google if I have cancer and so that Mm -hmm. was stressful yes but um so overall a wash but (laughs) but we we watched snl and we haven't finished yet but it was pretty funny
1: Dave Chappelle hosted oh nice
0: so anyway that's my whole mood for today yeah that's
1: um it's a lot of a lot of ups a lot of downs um I'm definitely with you about the lymph node every time I have a swollen lymph node I'm like is this where is this when i die um yeah exactly generally speaking that's not really the case so. <laughs> i think about like i think it's
0: steel magnolias right or the lady like has like a big lump in her armpit and it's
1: like the size of a baseball and then it's like it's because of cancer mm, i have not actually ever seen that <laughs> don't recommend it don't mm. recommend it but i mean mm. all right well good to know yeah um But small swollen lymph nodes, extremely normal, just for everyone to know. And probably just because you had a cold recently, or maybe we'll have one on coming.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh Yep. And I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving break, guys. I cannot wait to just chill. Dude,
1: I was just thinking about that because, Stephen, we were talking about our plans for the next couple weeks and, like, how we don't have plans next weekend. And it's like, oh, next weekend is the beginning of Stephen having an entire week off because he gets a whole week off for Thanksgiving. God damn it. I'm jealous of that. That's awesome. Dude, same. But I – Dude, for the first time in many years – I'm going to have Thanksgiving Day off and the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, that's awesome. Like, I think when I worked in Davis uh, for like the first, I'm trying to remember, I think that I gave myself off Thanksgiving Day and the day after Thanksgiving one of the years. Out of three years, I worked for this one bakery. And then every other year, I have always worked one or both of those days when i worked at whole foods i always worked thanksgiving day because it was double time um, and i'd get off early Mm -hmm. and usually get the day off after when i worked at a my last job before this one they had me work in both days they had me work in both days both years that i was there for thanksgiving um and that was fucking stupid um and didn't give me double time it was just having to show like the first year i was there which was during the pandemic. So it's not like we were like going anywhere for Thanksgiving because it was like full mm-hmm. pandemic times. Um, I had to work at three in the morning.
0: At, wow. Or no, I had to work
1: at 2 a.m. on Jesus Thanksgiving Christ. and then had to go in at 3 a.m. the next day and got that paid nothing extra. Is torture. And was That's not given free torture. food either. Yeah, dude. I'm, yeah, it's really You're
0: honestly my inspiration because whenever I you know I can get stressed about like lack of sleep so like if I ever get like a mm-hmm. bad night of sleep I'm like remember how Fran literally had to go to work
1: at 2 a.m <laughs> and still
0: and still had a healthy beautiful pregnancy that's also the other part that I think um,
1: yeah. so you're my inspiration I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad that can serve as inspiration honestly I genuinely like don't really know how I did that and, like, I think of that now, like, basically anytime I get annoyed by being tired or, like, like when I was sick recently because of having a cold, I was wearing – um because I haven't been wearing a mask at work anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But when I was having a cold, I, like, felt fine, but I was super congested and I was, like, this is gross, so I'm going to, like, wear a mask while I'm at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that's, like, way more safe and <laughs> food safe. Mm-hmm. Um and it was like annoying because i'm like not as used to wearing a mask constantly in the way that mm-hmm. i used to be and i'm like wow when i was pregnant i was fucking waking up at like 145 two in the morning <laughs> and working eight hours and wearing a mask the whole time and, oh, was, um, and i'm just like yeah that's fine it's fine
0: adjust i guess you can adjust to to pretty much anything
1: it's true you just do what you gotta do but yeah Yeah. i'm really looking for thanksgiving oh oh yeah i guess that like our next recording because this is going to come out next week oh yeah so the next one would be like right after thanksgiving yeah oh damn does this need to be our pre-thanksgiving episode i'm like do i need to suddenly have a bunch (laughs) of reviews related to thanksgiving like we just review different foods or do we need to have a post thanksgiving episode <laughs> you know um, we can we can sprinkle it in we'll sprinkle in yeah. some thanksgiving festive reviews i think in here i think would be solid turkey sounds <laughs> wow that was good wait let me
0: try let me try let me try
1: yeah solid 10 out of 10. Here's yeah, better Here's is better <laughs> um anyways yeah do we have any um reviews we want to jump into i kind of have a um thanksgiving related review i could jump in with (sighs) okay do it okay um so i wanted to review um canned pumpkin that is not libby's okay and i would say non-libby's canned pumpkin fucking like one out of ten for pumpkin pie specifically for pumpkin pie specifically.
0: so, so since, you're saying libby's is good
1: yes libby's is like the classic one that you see everywhere yeah um i last yesterday um so i, ha- I had friends over and we were kind of doing the it's like a group of friends that tries to do regular potlucks i usually can't attend because it's not but it was my turn to host which meant i could attend because it's at my house <laughs> um and i was like thinking about making a cake and then I didn't really have time and I'm like you know what let me see if I have canned pumpkin in my cabinet pumpkin pie is really easy and I know I have all the stuff for it and then I like won't have to like worry about decorating a cake or anything and I had this can of like organic pumpkin I don't know what brand it was but it's just like some organic canned pumpkin and I was like okay perfect my pumpkin pie filling when I poured as soon as I poured in the pie crust yesterday. I'm like, this is not right. Like, this is too thin. Like, and this is the pumpkin pie recipe. And it's not only that I make this pie every year, but it's that I've made this pie at work. So I've made hundreds of these pies. Like, mm-hmm. this is the recipe that I wrote when I was working um, in Davis for a few years and one that I'm using at my, at the restaurant I work at now, it's just like, this is a pie recipe I'm very familiar with. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't mismeasure this. This is just too runny. And even when I opened the can of pumpkin, I was like, this is not, this is not of the, the caliber that I'm looking for. Like, it's, I think this is going to be like, like, it smelled a little bit different. It was more vegetal. It was like hmm. a softer puree um and then yeah like i baked it it baked weird i think it was just because it was too liquidy and and like of course like i didn't know it was going to be too liquidy i didn't really think about it while i was mixing it i just threw everything together like i probably could have adjusted like the milk amounts or something yeah so it was really liquidy and then the flavor was just like yeah like very vegetal instead of like a delicious um like buttery wonderful pumpkin pie and the texture was not correct and I was furious I served it to my friends anyway who all told me that it was good because they're all really nice but I know you guys are thinking this is not a very good pumpkin
0: pie interesting okay because I don't make that many pumpkin pies I haven't made that many pumpkin pies in my life Um, but Mm -hmm. the only grocery stores kind of available to me or that I choose to go to are like Trader Joe's Whole Foods Mm -hmm. so I feel like I've probably never purchased Libby's pumpkin
1: puree in um life. well it's hard to say though because a place like whole foods like their 365 brand and mm-hmm. trader joe's with their trade it's like it's not like they're actually manufacturing stuff true So i wouldn't be surprised if like a basic like i don't actually know but i wouldn't be surprised because libby's is like the classic if you bought like a standard conventional pumpkin canned pumpkin from trader joe's like i would be surprised if it wasn't libby's but i don't know because i haven't experimented with it enough i haven't bought it for a long time
0: Okay, what I would like to recommend to the reviewers is um, the Bon Appetit recipe for pumpkin chiffon pie. I believe it might be Molly Boz, who I love. But pumpkin, yeah, their pumpkin chiffon pie recipe, super delicious. Really, really liked that. I made that like 2019, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, I did bring it to New Jersey. It doesn't travel that great because it's like really soft um, and light, Mm. but delicious to eat,
1: delicious to eat. Sorry, <laughs> I tried to fold the <laughs> microphone away while I sneezed loudly. Um, that sounds great. I've never actually, I always forget what, what do, it is. Do chiffon pies have gelatin in them?
0: I don't think this one did. I, I remember that um, it was a little stressful for me because I was bringing it for my grandparents that it had um, raw egg whites that you whip mm-hmm. and you it's fold kind it of in. Like,
1: it's like almost like a mousse, basically, that you practice exactly. a pie. I've never really gotten into the chiffon pie world, but it sounds really good.
0: Yeah, it was very tasty. I liked it a lot.
1: Although, okay, related to pumpkin pie, though. So if you're going to go not Libby's canned pumpkin. All right. First of all, here's here's a little factoid about canned pumpkin that I learned from Stella Parks, one of my favorite bakers to follow. She used to write for Serious Eats, so you can find a lot of her recipes on there. She wrote the recipe with Brave Tart. 10 out of 10 really good every recipe has been fucking really good and she has a recipe in that cookbook which I also bought for my sister because I liked it so much where she makes a pumpkin pie fully from scratch with like your own squash and the thing is about canned pumpkin is that it's like not pumpkin it's a squash right and they've like manufactured like it, like through like trademarking whatever they've basically been able to label the squash pumpkin even though it's not actually pumpkin. Because if you were mm-hmm. to actually just buy a pumpkin and make a pumpkin pie out of it, it would be fucking watery, which is probably was the issue with this like organic pumpkin. Like it's not made from the same squash.
0: Yeah. But if you make
1: a pumpkin yeah. pie, she has a recipe for a pumpkin pie fully from scratch where you use a butternut squash. Mm-hmm. And my sister made it for us recently when we were um doing uh, chicken pie Um, And it was, it's so good. My sister's made it a couple of times. I think I made it once actually a couple of years ago as well. And it is just like it's so good. It truly takes your pie to the next level. It's like way more work. So you have to roast your own squash and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you ever really want to like get into the pumpkin pie world, like please find this recipe. It's so good okay wait, i'm stuck
0: stuck on something is okay stella parks social media handle like brave tart or like what the fuck is yes. Brave Tart? i feel like i see that everywhere and i'm like what is this
1: well so it's the name of her cookbook and it is i like was reading an interview with her tonight where she was talking about it and it's a it's a joke with brave heart it's like but why wouldn't
0: it just be stella parks
1: because i don't know the, i mean it was like the name of her blog and then the cookbook that she did and so now like, it's a jokey name like why Got is anyone's it. handle not their name
0: I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like what? I don't know. I think it's supposed to just be funny.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: Well, I'm not amused. So, All right. well, what are you going to do? What
1: are you going to do? <laughs> um, how would you rate okay, on what are what's your top Thanksgiving pie? Okay. Um, I mean, okay,
0: this is the thing. Pumpkin pie, I obviously eat on Thanksgiving, obviously. It's like mm-hmm. a classic and it's good. It's It's not, like, good enough that I ever want to eat it more than just on Thanksgiving. So that's, Mm -hmm. like, a a once-a-year thing for me. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why I liked the pumpkin chiffon pie. I like that a little bit more than the standard pumpkin pie. And another clarifying thing is I love whipped cream. And so I feel Mm -hmm. like pumpkin pie for me is really, like, a vessel to have, like, it covered in homemade whipped cream.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, dude. Homemade whipped cream, uh, 10 out of 10. Store-bought whipped cream. so good. Like, Mm, 7 out of 10, I would
0: no, say. No, store-bought whipped cream to me is garbage, and it's like a 2 out of 10. Ooh. Yeah.
1: It, I feel like uh, it's too it's too nostalgic for me. I don't think I could rate it so lowly, but it is, like, objectively not good compared yeah, right? to the homemade
0: stuff. Uh, see, this was, like, a divorced parents thing. Like, my mom you know was very much homemade whipped cream Mm. and dad and stepmom were very much for the canned and so that i like made a big stink of like well i'm making the homemade whipped cream or whatever
1: and like made it a whole thing anyway i love that for you (laughs) that was my
0: personality (laughs) as
1: a child i um we were a canned whipped cream family i feel like in my memory and steve steven grew up i feel like with only homemade whipped cream like i i feel like steven would never buy a can of whipped cream even if there wasn't like If, like, we went to the store and they didn't have heavy cream, I think Stephen would be like, we need to go to another store. He wouldn't, like, settle for the can.
0: Yeah, that's how I am. But I will say I enjoy Cool Whip more than, like, canned whipped cream. Uh Like, Cool Whip, like, was at my dad's house often. And it does Mm -hmm. taste good. It doesn't taste like whipped cream, but it does taste good. So I... I have kind of, like, a
1: nostalgic place for that. I never really liked cool whip. It was always like fine. I remember my sister really liked it as a kid and then ate so much of it once that she threw up and then we like oh, no. never bought it again cuz she was it
0: was gnarly. That is gnarly. gnarly. Okay,
1: but back to pie rankings cuz mm-hmm. I like this question. So mm-hmm. the pankings. I mean, if you will. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I'm not a pie person, so my favorite pie is always going to be like Chocolate or like chocolate, mousse. yeah, chocolate cream pie is so good, yeah, chocolate's so good. So that would be like number, but I mean, you have to have pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving, so that's yes. probably the number one because like it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Chocolate number two, and then like I'm not a big pie person, I mean, maybe if there's like an apple crumble, like really heavy on the crumble, mm. yeah, or really something else. Oh, I really had a good, um, I've had a good peach pie, but that's not like a Thanksgiving pie because I yeah, great summer pie, yeah. What about you, though? What's what's a good pie?
1: Well, I'm a big pie head over here. So like yeah. all pies are beautiful in my eyes. <laughs> um, I remember that was like the big discovery I had when I went to culinary school when I was 18 was like my favorite class was the pies and tarts class. And I loved everything that I ate in it. It was like so much fun. Like I had never really gotten super into pies and pie crust and all that jazz before then. Um i like thought that like cakes and cookies were more where it was at. And then mm-hmm. I was like, no, it's pies, pies and tarts. Give it to me. Um, but yeah, for me, pumpkin pie is definitely number one. And it's like, it is a thing, like it's very seasonal for me, um, as it is for most people. But like, I will make, I want there to be pumpkin pie at every Thanksgiving I go to, because I feel like I usually go to multiple Thanksgivings because we do mm-hmm. Thanksgiving we usually do some sort of Thanksgiving gathering with both of our families if they're not doing it together, like Steve's family, and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and we usually go, like, the pandemic has interrupted this, but like, I've definitely had like some years where I'm doing like four or five Thanksgivings with like it different a groups of friends. Popular girly, popular girly. I, I think I just try and that. make friends that value food highly, <laughs> try and make potluck based friendships. <laughs> Um. <laughs> my actual like
0: dream and goal in life is to have friendsgiving. I've never Dude. once in my life had a friendsgiving. Toast a friendsgiving.
1: But oh my god! Like, Friendsgivings
0: are a ten out of ten. Have chairs or a table. It's a struggle, guys, of living in a small city apartment.
1: No, this is a you okay? All right, Steve and I have always had a table and chairs because that's how we've organized. Even when we were in a studio with a loft and a studio apartment, we had a big table and chairs took up like our whole fun. I remember. Apartment. Yeah. Insane. Um, now it is much easier, but it's like this is literally the first year we've been able to been in more than a one bedroom or smaller for the Thanksgiving season. But we have always hosted a Friendsgiving for the last like many, many years. We skipped one year because of the pandemic, but last year we did it. But you had the
0: table. Um, you know what I'm
1: saying? But we didn't sit at the table because, hmm. or well, I think we maybe did sit at the table last year, but many times we don't sit at the table. The table is more of a banquet situation. Is where we set all the food and then everybody sits on the floor.
0: That's like the we, thing. Like how I couldn't even, I couldn't even you put, put the them food on your somewhere. kitchen
1: counters. Put on your kitchen counters, people sit on the floor. Yeah. Most of my friends, I've hosted many, many social gatherings, small spaces, and people sit on the floor always. People are sitting on – well, we I think we, we have more chairs at seating space now. So more people were in chairs. But largely people just sit on the floor. Yeah. We're big so floor sitters, dude. That's good.
0: But anyway, that's one of my life goals. So if anyone's hosting a Friendsgiving, wants to invite me, go ahead and hit me up. I need to host one dude i should host one once we have a table <laughs>
1: just don't get a table <laughs> just host one anyways i feel like you need to do you need to like break the seal of like having a bigger gathering that you don't have seating for and you just need to be tell people like sit on the floor we have actually we've had a christmas party successfully like
0: twice oh, or yeah. three times now and it's been a success and that but it is like yeah people are definitely like Eating on their laps on the couch and stuff, yeah, and sitting on the radiator like it's not comfortable, and I feel bad for my friendies. I mean, to make them do
1: that, but no, I feel like it so is fun. like I mean, it's not like oh, I'm in the most comfortable chair of all time, but I feel like it is like it's comfortable and that like that's such like a cozy thing. Like I love going to a friend's house and sitting on their floor, sitting on their radiator because it's just like this is a cozy thing you do with friends. I don't have to like be impressed by your like fine armchair. Oh, that's true. It's like a nice thing. Okay. Anyway, we're, we've gotten we're, we're we're off track now. <laughs> Thanks. Friendsgiving's ten out of ten. Yes. Um, or pie rankings for you. Pie rankings. Okay. Again, big pie head over here. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> so, pumpkin pie. I don't think I could tolerate having only one pumpkin pie in a year. And that, like, I need, I love it enough that I need to have it multiple times in the Thanksgiving season. So that's why I need to have multiple Thanksgivings and Friendsgivings, or I would make it a couple times. I love pumpkin pie. Um, Can you hear Sylvia yelling in the background? She's just yelling. No, I wish I could. Okay. (laughs) Um, And then... Yeah, chocolate pie is definitely up there, but I don't – I feel like that's much more like that's an evergreen flavor, so it's not, like, just up – it's not just a Thanksgiving pie. Yeah. Um, But I need to have pumpkin pie, and I need to have pecan pie on Thanksgiving, or I feel like it's not really Thanksgiving.
0: It's funny. Like, pecan pie, for me, I can have, like, a little sliver. Oh, yeah, not
1: something I crave. It's definitely like pecan pie. I don't like pumpkin pie. If someone were to make it in like the springtime, I would still enjoy it and have a piece. Mm -hmm. Pecan pie. I don't think so. (laughs) But Like I need to have it on Thanksgiving or it's like not Thanksgiving for me. Those are the top two. Um, But apple pie. I love also all year. Love apple pie. Love to have that on Thanksgiving when it is available cute those are like my three thanksgiving pies that like pies that i associate with thanksgiving and then with the pecan pie though if you want to fucking up your game i forget what it's called but you just like put in put like bourbon and chocolate chips in it yeah chocolate
0: pecan is better for sure Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and all all things need to be covered in whipped cream that's super important as you were saying uh greed i I feel like on thanksgiving a pecan pie is like an eight out of ten any other time of year it's like a 4 out of 10. Agreed.
0: Now okay, this isn't a strictly um Thanksgiving review, but imagine like it's Thanksgiving weekend, you're like cozy up at home, just mm-hmm. chilling hard. You might want to watch um weird the weird Al Yankovic movie.
1: Dude, we were watching the trailer for that recently. You okay,
0: cuz you can stream it for free on, like, the Roku app, which I love. But, yes, we saw it immediately. We saw it, like, <laughs>
1: like literally over a week ago. Um, it looks fucking weird.
0: It is, and it's honestly funnier than I ever expected. I feel like when Adrian – it was Adrian's idea, and he was like, mm-hmm. let's watch the Weird Al movie. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but, anyway, it was very, very funny, um, and I recommend it. That's awesome. Especially if you have the context of, like, you, you know, have heard the Weird Al songs that we've all heard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty funny. Well, how, okay, how, how do you rate the movie? The movie, here's what, well, okay, this is my journey that people who know me are probably already familiar with. But So the first half of it, I was, like, wrapped to the screen. I was loving it. I was laughing at Adrian and I, laughing hysterically. Second half, I was on my phone. <laughs>
1: so I kind of tuned yeah. out a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think but it's the first half very funny? I was gonna say, is that because the movie declined in quality, or is that because your attention span was done?
0: It's a mixture of attention span plus. Um, it gets a, it gets silly. I mean, it's silly from the mm. beginning, but it gets like I feel like progressively even more yeah. a little bit more ridiculous. Um, but I still recommend it. I give it a solid like seven
1: point five. Oh, all right. I would definitely, I definitely do want to watch it. Okay, all right. Did you grow up listening to Weird Al, like actively? So, okay, it's so funny. I
0: associate Weird Al with, like, homeschool kids because I had this Mm -hmm. really close friend and she and her brother were homeschooled. Like, they were very into Weird Al. And Mm -hmm. so I associated it with, like, a little bit of
1: a, you know, outside of the mainstream kind Mm -hmm. of vibe Mm -hmm. yeah no because I the first time I really encountered Weird Al was in middle school there was a boy I was friends with who I think developed a very large crush on me and he was super super into Weird Al and I'm just like this is and I remember at some point thinking this is funny but I'm also like this can't be the main music you listen to and also like this can't be your only time you listen to these songs or the parody versions wait who was this? um Kevin Okay I don't okay okay well, we can we can discuss later.
0: Okay I remember I yeah. remember this person Okay okay,
1: okay. mhm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um Nice guy but, nice guy Yeah yeah um but uh yeah and I just I remember thinking that that was really funny and something that I think is very funny now is that uh my sweet husband grew up loving Weird Al and that there are like a lot of songs that he has only heard the Weird Al version of because like he didn't grow like Steven did not grow up really listening to the radio um so like that I don't what is it even called the like my my miss American Pie
0: yeah they
1: know that song Yes, Steven's only heard the Weird Al version of it until like a few years ago. I like Wait, I love it for this, him. and he starts singing tracks. the Weird Al version. I know it
0: tracks with my my definition of it being a homeschool thing because Steven, in my mind, is like kind of has homeschool kid vibes.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's like it's the like. Yeah, which like, and he definitely was not homeschooled for the record. He definitely yeah. went to public school, but he also was like not as involved. Like he didn't grow up with TV. Like he yeah. didn't, and he didn't really listen to the radio. Like his. Memory of any songs that were popular from the time we were growing up are only from the brief period where he was carpooling and listening to the radio in his friend's car. Um, nice. and like which is just very funny. So I feel like there's a lot of like things that I would consider cultural touchstones that like make you relate to other people of your generation mm-hmm. he does not participate in, except for sometimes in the weird out versions of songs. Um, and I yeah, it's really funny. It's funny and weird. but um yeah, I definitely want to see the movie.
0: Yeah, you should. You will like it. You'll laugh. You will laugh. Um one of my favorite things about it is so Daniel Radcliffe, of course, is like playing Weird Al right? Mm-hmm. But at any time, anytime a song starts, it's just mm-hmm. it's Weird Al voice. Weird Al just dubs the song like, over <laughs> Daniel's face.
1: <laughs> and it's I great. love it. I love that. Love that. Um love Well, that yes. is great. That is great. Um
0: also the um <laughs> The images over the credits at the end are really funny, and I, I don't want to spoil anything, but um we laughed, we laughed.
1: Okay. Also, so when I was watching the trailer, I didn't realize it's like it seems like it's it's parodying the like a bi like a a band biopic kind of thing. Um, is it? Have you do you remember Walk Hard? How does it compare to Walk Hard as far as like a satire of or like joking a joke version of a like musician biopic that's
0: funny i feel like this is probably sillier Mm. because but there were some things so it was like it's like this ridiculous story right of like oh this crazy Mm -hmm. life that he had and we're like oh he's like making all this stuff up and then we did read his Wikipedia page afterwards and we're like some of these things were based in his actual life which is crazy but um Mm -hmm. anyway interesting um,
1: he's a man of mystery but i I
0: don't know how it compares to walk hard because i only saw
1: that at a sleepover so i wasn't fully watching that that i think another sleepover we were both at oh yeah so think i slept through some of it i remember it being funny
0: oh sleepovers were so fun
1: god i know yeah dude it's i there need to be more adult sleepovers i mean that's the great thing about visiting people is like when like the one nice thing about being far away is i feel like then you're compelled to sleep over yeah that's true like the only time you do sleepovers as an adult okay if i could just fully switch gears yeah do it um so i want to introduce a new segment i should have practiced this intro (laughs) no that's not it Wait, Uh, no i can't do it (laughs) Mm? just do it Uh, (laughs) i know i'm not doing it at all okay wait i'm trying to figure i'm like how does the sound go Uh? I don't know okay well welcome to the tool shop for Fran the tool man Taylor I was trying to do like a Tim Allen grunt <laughs> from Home Improvement
0: <laughs> uh. Uh. Uh.
1: I thought it would be easy and then it turns out I can't do it at all I
0: <laughs> okay. don't know what you were trying. like I that means nothing to me
1: have you and, wa- did you watch Home Improvement as a kid
0: again this is a show that was on like at a school friend's house and I never actually watched <laughs>
1: Well, we watched it when I was a kid. Nice. Whatever. All right, scratch that. We'll have to redo the intro if this ever comes up again. Okay, but we're in we're in the home we're in home improvement, you guys. Um. So I wanted to review when you can fix stuff in your home and feel like a genius, even when it is very small things. I so love I, that. I do love that. It's so satisfying. Ten out of ten to feeling handy, even when the thing you're doing is actually really simple and obvious but my okay i feel like also it's basically like as someone who's lived in an apartment when sort of anything goes wa- wrong i'm just like well i'll just call the manager and like they'll just deal with it maintenance will come because they'll come in like five minutes or like that day jealous so like, at least not not at my last apartment that, <laughs> those things took longer but yeah when i lived in an apartment complex in davis it was just like an apartment complex full of students and their maintenance staff was like 24 7 on hand so like for any sort of thing they could just send somebody over usually pretty quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We it was actually we had really great maintenance people. Um when we lived in Davis, uh in Vallejo less so, but whatever. But I was like never compelled to do anything because like it wasn't my cost to send somebody out, you know, Mm -hmm. like to have somebody look at our furnace or whatever. But now we're homeowners and we have to like do everything ourselves. So I've had three instances recently where I've like felt like a fucking genius when it literally just means like how about you just look at it instead of just immediately calling someone? Yeah. Um, so the first thing that happened is that we turned on the heater recently because it got very cold and it didn't turn on. It, like, made a sound like it was trying to turn on and then no air was blowing. It was still mm-hmm. cold. Nothing was happening and, like, clearly it was, like, not working. Mm-hmm. And so I went into – I live in an apartment mode and I, like, looked up a heating company because I'm like, I just need to deal with this. It's going to be really cold. I call them I'm like I need somebody to come look at this because I don't know what's up and they're like yeah we can send somebody out next week and it's literally in the beginning of like it's going from having been 70 every day to going to be like 50 every mm-hmm. day and like they're like well we'll send someone out in a week from now mm-hmm. and I'm just like what the fuck like this is not great but whatever there's one they can do it so then and this like is happening during the day so I just like wanted to get everything scheduled. And Sylvia was awake. I didn't really want to go fuck around with the furnace while with Sylvia when I was just there by myself. Yeah. Um, that, like, made me stressed. But when she went to bed, I was like, let's just go fucking look at it. And so I just, like, go downstairs to where our furnace is. And I, like, look at the – I'm, like, looking at it. And I'm like, well, it looks like a furnace. I don't fucking know. Um, and then I popped the little cover off to, like, look at it. And then there's just a little on and off switch for the pilot light because it's an automatic ignition. And it's set to off. And that's why my furnace didn't turn on. Nice. <laughs> so I genius. For that baby to on, put the cover back on, go and turn on the heater. And it fucking works.
0: Works great. I love
1: that. And
0: I can totally relate to that because my one of my my first actually, my first apartment that I lived in by myself, um, I spent a year just inhaling um, mm. you know, fumes of mm-hmm. gas because my pilot light was out. Then I call. I didn't know anything about that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Eventually we got somebody in there. He just literally lit a match or whatever and lit the <laughs> pilot light and then it was fixed. But then it would sometimes go out and then I mm-hmm. would be able to
1: just light it myself with a good old lighter or something. And Hell yeah. I felt like
0: a genius every time.
1: Yeah, dude. Genius handyman. Incredible. Yeah. Um. So then, so that happened. And then also, so like to have somebody come out and just look at it, what is, was going to cost me $80. And (laughs) I was just like, oh, so I was able to call the next day. We're actually still going to have someone come out. They're going to come out this week, actually, um, to, like, service it and clean it and change out all the filters because, like, I have no idea how frequently that was done before. So, like, Mm -hmm. let's clean it out. But I was able to just, like, call and cancel that and then just, like, schedule the maintenance thing instead. Um, So that is awesome. And then, okay, so then the other day, I'm fucking, I go out to my car to go to work so this is like at quarter to five in the morning it's Mm -hmm. dark out my garage is wide open my garage door is just wide fucking open um and i'm just like what the fuck so like this was we did this right after voting day uh this was the day after voting day wednesday um and uh the night before we had put pop sylvia in the stroller and gone to drop off our ballots because we always do the mail-in voting ballot and never remember to send it. And so we always just go drop it off at our polling place. Um, and it was like only a few blocks away. So we popped her in the stroller. Which we keep in the garage. Gone to our polling place. Come back. Put the stroller in the garage. We have like a remote for it. And I hit the button as we're walking inside. And I hear the garage door close. And we go to bed whatever. So then I'm, it's very shocking when I wake up the next morning. And it's fucking wide ass open. And I'm literally trying to leave for work. But I'm like I can't fucking leave my garage wide open um with sylvia and steven sleeping inside and like it is a locked door between the garage and the rest of the house but first like first thing i'm like getting my flashlight out and i'm like i'm gonna check every room in the downstairs because i'm just like i don't think there's anybody in here people don't really walk around our street we're very fortunate to live in a much more like secluded street now but also like what the fuck <laughs> like it's just been wide ass open um nobody around very scary I end up having to, um, I like try and close it. And what's happening is that the door is shutting most of the way. So I did hear it close. But then about two inches from the ground, it's just reopening. Um, mm. So what ended up, this was my first handy thing, was just figuring this out. Because I almost just like left because I was like, I'm going to be late to work. But I like couldn't do that. Um, so we, there's like an emergency like pull for the door. Where it's not attached to the automatic track. So I was actually able to close it from the inside. um, And so that it was closed. And I like texted Steven being like it's closed now. This is what happened. Don't use the garage door right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I talked to my coworkers about it. And one of them told me that they had this problem before. And it was that the sensors were not aligned on the bottom. Because there's an automatic sensor. So if there's anything blocking the garage door it won't shut. So Mm. like if it gets unaligned. Then it won't shut all the way. And it will like think there's something there. So I went and looked at it in the afternoon and I like literally like I'm looking at the two little sensors that need to be lined up mm-hmm. and like they're firmly mounted to the track of the garage. I'm like, mm. there's literally I don't even know how to move these. Like, I don't know what to unscrew. I don't know what to do. Like, I thought it would just be like a thing on a post that I could like rotate. No, it was not. Mm-hmm. So I like wiggled each one and like looked at it and I'm like, well, fuck. I'm like, I don't know how to fix this. And I don't. And I'm just like letting Sylvia run around. Mm-hmm. um, And it's like not. I'm like, this is doing nothing. And then I just try and close the garage door, and it just works. So I, like, wiggled them around a little bit, and then it just worked again, and has worked since then. Wait, that's amazing. I like that. So, again, I felt like a genius when literally all I did was just wiggle things around. Um, Nice. And then my last is my final tale of my home improvement successes, which is that we have on our stove, we have, like, uh, one of the burners. It's a gas stove. Like, is huge and was blowing... The flame was just like crazy. The flame was crazy. It was like kind of would like it wouldn't turn on for a second and then it would have like a big, big flame, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. big
1: little puff of flame. And then it was like very uneven and like very like a lot. Um, So I was cleaning the stove a couple days ago in advance of friends coming over. So I was like deep cleaning our kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I should just like look at the burner. I should just like actually like take the little cover off and look at how it's put together. And then it was like, oh, it's just like somebody put the cap of this burner thing on sideways, like put some stuff on not lined up properly. Mm-hmm. And so then I lined it up properly and put it back together. And now it just like works normally. And it like isn't doing a big puff of flame every time you turn it on. And, like, wow. <laughs> works normally. And it's just like it's so satisfying. And I like the lesson of like instead of calling someone, like just look at it first. That's like a. 10 out of 10 of just like you can actually do a lot of things by just literally trying for one second to figure out what the problem is instead of calling someone
0: yeah it's so true wow
1: incredible handy girl I felt very handy even though it is just like this is not actually like none of this was handy stuff it was just like oh flip a switch oh turn the thing so that it's lined up correctly I wish I were actually handy
0: I know, we've talked about this before. I feel
1: like that's like such a good skill. It really is. I really wish that I could just rebuild the stairs I need to rebuild in my home, but Ooh, I cannot. great. Really? Oh, because... Well, mm-hmm. hmm. yep, yep.
0: Okay. Okay. Theater review. Come down mm-hmm. to Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adrian and I saw a play last night. I'm not a big playhead. Mm. but we saw this play called take me out um starring mm, Franz Ty- ferdinand oh nice <laughs> <laughs> so it's not related to that. not related but mm. did star star jesse tyler ferguson from modern family who we discussed oh <laughs> okay i was like am
1: i supposed to know who this is and i already i already forgot I now already you know now you voice. know
0: yes um so it's a play about baseball um adrian got the tickets for his birthday very fun mm-hmm. um but what I particularly enjoyed about it is mm-hmm. there was full of <laughs> male nudity yeah. throughout, not just in one scene.
1: Watch it flop, baby.
0: Watch it flop. <laughs> Actually, it was crazy. So this one scene, like, um, literally shower heads, like, lower onto mm-hmm. the, you know, stage from mm-hmm. the air.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's, like, eight, like, shower heads with, like, little caddies next to them. And then the actors come on butt ass naked, right? Wow! And they just all just turn on the showers, and hot steaming water starts pouring out of all the showerheads, and I'm just like Broadway magic. Damn! Who, how are you doing this? Um, but it that was amazing. Magic. Yeah. Wow. I feel like every Broadway show has one of those like wow moments. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And this this was. The I wow wouldn't moment. know. I would not know. Um,
1: that is that is a, that is a wow. It's I feel like that is becoming more normal to have male nudity, like full frontal male nudity in TV shows um, and things like that. And I'm mm-hmm. here for it.
0: Oh, now I hear Sylvia, but I am also here for it.
1: Yeah, I can hear her. I think she she seems to be clanging a pot. She really likes <laughs> to sort of take and implement in the. <laughs> <laughs> just swish hit both sides of a pot like be stirring her pot really vigorously basically and uh, <laughs> yell always looking for a new big noise fun um but anyway so the would you say it was a musical or is it a play? no it's a play sadly mm-hmm. um
0: but it was interesting. I was, I was um, intrigued. We also had to do that thing because there was so much nudity where they actually give you like a special pouch, a yonder pouch, and you have to put your phone in it. And then it's like locked forever mm. um, until you unlock it on your way out. But so that meant we couldn't use our phones, you know, as we we're waiting for the show to start. We couldn't use our phones at intermission. We mm-hmm. could only just kind of look around and like listen mm-hmm. to people speak. And it was a little refreshing.
1: Yeah, okay. I wanna I wanna hear I want a number of ratings. I want a rating for having to lock up your phone for like a few hours. Yeah. Rate that first.
0: Having to lock up your phone for a few hours. Um Adrian did not like this, but I would rate it an 8.5 out of 10 because it was refreshing.
1: Yeah, nice to have a little relief from your addiction where it's not even an option for a exactly.
0: Minute exactly.
1: Um, I want you to rate full frontal male nudity on full the frontal
0: stage. male nudity on the stage. I'm giving that a ten out of ten. There's nothing wrong with it. There's Mm -mm. nothing but joy.
1: Yep. As (laughs) Um, we said before, let it flop. The show itself. Yes, that's the last one.
0: The show itself, I'm given a 7.25. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Not rock in my life, but I was entertained and yeah, I mean it was about it was about baseball. Yeah, exactly.
1: I feel like for me that's already kind of a hard sell. Did you feel like that was a hard sell?
0: Well, the plot was, like, what would happen if um a big, like, all-star baseball player came out as gay mm. in, like, 2002. Mm. Um, also, no one has apparently ever come out as gay in baseball while still actively, like, being a major league wow. player, which is, like, crazy to think about. That yeah. is crazy.
1: God, dude.
0: That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. But ultimately
1: yeah damn dude it is what it is yeah interesting <laughs> also right. we, had, we were supposed to see
0: jesse williams was supposed to be in it some guy from Gray, gray's anatomy who i don't mm-hmm. even really know because i didn't really ever watch gray's anatomy mm-hmm. but without his understudy
1: but he was still good mm-hmm. okay yeah right. <laughs> acceptable acceptable well very good very good okay so i have not consumed any theater i haven't really consumed any movies or tv since we recently recorded so we did actually record pretty recently um but i have been i continuously have been forgetting to review a book i actually read while i had COVID a while ago mm-hmm. um that i've been wanting to review. i've been reading a lot yeah dude i like read two books in the last like couple months which is insane for me although one of them i mean again was a graphic novel um, So I read a book that I actually pre-ordered, so I was very excited about it, and it is called Virology, Essays for the Living, the Dead, and the Small Things in Between by Joe Osmondson. Hmm. Um, Joe Osmondson, who I think of in my mind is Joe O., the science ho, is one of the hmm. hosts of a podcast I've been following for a long time called Food for Thought, thought mm. spelled T-H-O-T, really great, Um, like, Queer podcast where they talk about writing, reading, and all their sort of slutty goings ons, and so it's like it's like a really good combo of like I feel like highbrow lowbrow of like talking about like because they're all writers of sort of talking about their work, talking about literature, they all and talk about like also like culture and race and sexuality. I feel like in a way that is very intelligent, but then also like very deeply trashy. Um, mm-hmm. Highly recommend that. But Joe Osmondson is one of the people on it. Uh, one of the hosts and he also is a scientist um and so he wrote a book that was all about viruses because he studies viruses and has those viruses and so in this book he wrote during the or at least some of most of the essays actually are a lot about um covid and the pandemic response and he's like also and like An activist in sort of trying to get vaccines out and like doing and like basically like trying to advocate for like uh like good policy to stop the spread of the virus um and do outreach like community outreach to make sure that people are like getting vaccinated know about what to do how to be safe and stuff and he's specifically coming at it from um a very like uh I'm I'm trying to think of, like, what the word is, but that I'm, like, a, what is the word? Like, a community activist kind of way of, like, making sure that it's, like, being fairly distributed and that everybody has access. And, like, specifically being informed and working with people who were active in trying to help people during the HIV pandemic, which is, like, obviously still ongoing, but, like, much improved now that we have way more medicines and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And HIV, being way more stigmatized than I mean than COVID but like Mm -hmm. using sort of the lessons of uh, the HIV and AIDS pandemic um, to sort of approach COVID but anyway so it's a series of essays the first essay like really knocked me out I think especially because I started reading it while having COVID because he wrote it it's very like in he wrote it like during the first the very beginning of the pandemic so he's talking about like being isolated being in line to go to the Trader Joe's wearing a mask the fear of like how much do I need to wash my hands we don't know how this is spreading like talking about risk management and it like really put me in that headspace and sort of made me realize like how much processing I still have to like do of the of like existing through the pandemic and the quarantine yeah um so I would say it was a very like intense read at times because of just like, but, and I also feel like a very important read though. Like if you are trying to process this or have been kind of ignoring it, it really brought up, like, I felt very, I guess, triggered by it, very activated and that like, it made me really like, uh, I felt very stressed. It was very stressful, mm. um, but in a way that was really good. And I just feel like his approach to, and I've been following him on social media for a while. And he'll sometimes, he's done little, like, th- like, especially during, like, full quarantine pandemic times of, like, this is what we know about the virus. This is how we can talk about risk management and stuff. Like, he comes at it, he comes at everything in a very, like, human way. And, like, how do you manage risk in a way that is responsible for yourself and responsible for your community and, like, coming from a way of, like, mutual care instead? Mm-hmm. Of, and it's not just about personal risk, but about community risk, but also understanding that, like, you do need to be around people to like be sane and like how do we manage this and like with a disease or an illness that is going being passed around like by being with other people and like how do you take care of your community when you can't see other people and like also take care of your mental health and like and then and yeah so it was just like I felt like it was super his essays were super thoughtful he also talks a lot about just what viruses are and how we sort of there's literally no way to eradicate viruses on the planet earth. Like viruses are part of us. Viruses have always been with us. Viruses Mm -hmm. will live beyond us, but also viruses aren't technically alive. Um, It was just like, it's like an interesting premise um, and like sort of how can we, how can we sort of change the way we talk about viruses and talk about illnesses that will make us be able to sort of respond to and live with them in a way that is more functional Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah so I would say a very intense read very interesting so I want to call it like I feel like some of the essays were definitely 10 out of 10s for me some of them were more like an 8 out of 10 and I want to give the whole thing a 9 because I like super recommend it really really liked it but also was like a very intense read at times
0: yeah I don't think I'm gonna read it just because of like the intensity and I, yeah, I feel like I am also still haven't fully processed yeah, the 2020 2021 situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, and also he was in he was in New York City. Like he's talking about like Park Slope mm-hmm. and talks about like being in Brooklyn and stuff. When I was thinking about you, um, in your little apartment there. Such a scary time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think that that's like it's definitely like I feel like a hard book to get into for that reason. Mm-hmm. But like just taking it, it's nice that it's essays because you are you can just take it true like, an essay at a time. I like that. Um, And like, I I don't, I feel like the first one was the really intense one. And the rest of them are sort of talking about other things about the pandemic and the work that he was doing, the frustration with government response and talking about viruses. But it was, it was really just the first one. I think it was the first one that was like very like, oh shit, like I have a lot of like emotional processing to do. Yeah. Damn. I highly recommend virology. Everybody read it. When you can, when you're in the mental space where you can. Yeah, reading is hard for me Yeah, lately. I get it. Um. Well, I don't know if I have any more reviews to to give out today. I know, I was guessing, I'm like, you kind of already did TTCC by giving us the ovary update.
0: Yeah, can I just say, final thought on that is, Mm -hmm. first of all, Doctors and nurses need to prepare you for when Mm -hmm. things are going to be painful.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's frustrating. And can I say ovulating more than one or two follicles in a month? I give you a zero out of 10. Very, very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. I'm Um, like... Do yeah. we have any anything quick to be fully unrelated to fully move on from that? Unless you had more you wanted to say on it. No. Okay. okay. Anything fun. Something fun and I light was like, what's something on? fun and Thanksgiving related for us to close on?
0: Um the parade. Ten out of ten. I love watching the parade.
1: Oh god, I would say parade five out of ten. It's pretty boring, <laughs> but I do feel like it needs to be on. Like it
0: needs to be on. It
1: needs to be on in the place where I am. Well, I've actually nope, I don't even require that. When it's on in the place that I am, I'll look at it. But I don't like to watch it five out of ten.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I'm really uh-huh. excited to watch it this year. I never get up like and have it on early enough and also because we didn't have cable or whatever before. Yeah um but i want to watch it this year for sure have you gone in person no but adrian has and oh but i have done is gone Mm -hmm. the night before the parade you Mm. can stand in a long line and watch the floats inflate and that actually is really fun and free and very accessible that actually sounds great that sounds awesome i kind of want to do that again this year
1: that'll be so fun yeah yeah, dude. Oh, I'm so excited for Thanksgiving. I'm excited for Stephen having time off. I'm excited that I'll have time off. I'm not excited about the, like, it's, it's always hard for me because, like, I do really enjoy the holidays, but it just means that work is, like, three times more stressful because there's so much work, more work to do. But also, like, I would say fucking 10 out of 10 to working for a restaurant that's going to be closed on Thanksgiving and as the baker specifically because, like, I've only worked for bakeries before, which means Thanksgiving's Mm -hmm. absolutely fucking nuts. Whereas, like, yeah, we are doing pies to order. But since we're largely a restaurant, people aren't coming to us for pies. So I'm like, this is not going to be that much work. Like, it is going to be a lot of work. But, like, I'm not having to mix. Like, like last year I was in charge of mixing pumpkin pie Mm. uh, for the bakery I worked at. And I literally was using, like, I'm like, how many... For each batch of pumpkin pie I did, I think I needed to use seven 10-pound cans of pump canned pumpkin. Oh my God. And I had to do like four batches of it. It's so and much it pumpkin. Just, I, was, I think I spent three hours just mixing huge, huge, like many, many gallons of pumpkin pie filling. And of this year, I'm going to have to make like, I don't know, a couple gallons of pumpkin pie filling. It's so chill. 10 out of 10 to having it be chill.
0: That is chill. I love that. And – your Thanksgiving idea of having everybody say what they're thankful for. I now love that so much. And I just want to recommend that to everybody. I give that 10 out of 10.
1: Yeah. Go around the table. That. And I would say, and it's not even, it's not my idea. It is the idea of my sweet friend who is, whose birthday is coming up this week. And she used to do always a friends giving birthday party potluck. Um, and she has a huge group of friends and would make every single person go around and say what they're thankful for while mm-hmm. we eat the first year they tried to do it where we all did it before we ate and then everybody's like <laughs> furious because we're all hungry looking at our food getting cold and it's too many people but yeah I love I love that 10 out of 10 to that 10 out of 10 to forcing that it's always awkward but really nice and it's the same thing of like I feel like forcing people to go around and share a thing that, like, can be personal but doesn't necessarily have to go It doesn't have to be really deep. But Mm -hmm. some people will get deep. And it is just, like, it's really nice. It's a really nice thing to do. I love that. Like, for New Year's, forcing everybody to share a resolution. I love that,
0: too. Mm, I love that, too. Yeah. I've Mm -hmm. started
1: doing this since you've brought this into my life. And I love it. Dude, I'm so glad. I was so happy when it entered my life. I'm happy to force it on others and happy to share that tradition. Everybody always share what you're thankful for. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful for you, Franny. Oh, I'm thankful for you. And I'm thankful for our reviewers. And I'm thankful for this beautiful podcast that we get to chat during every week. It's so nice. Yeah. All right. Happy and, uh, Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble Enjoy gobble. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Gobble <laughs> gobble. <laughs> Bye. Bye.